invest like a woman. I'm your host, Gabby Slemmer, founder of Finasana and chartered financial analyst. In this podcast, we'll break down investing, money, and everything in between to help you build your money confidence and feel good about your finances. Let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Invest Like a Woman. This week is going to be a part two of what we first started talking about last week. So last week's episode was where to start when you don't know where to start. And of course, managing your money because we talk about money here for the most part. We talked about how often getting started is the hardest part, like with everything, and that we make it out to be this big thing in our minds, that finance is supposed to be so hard and so difficult, and we're going to have to spend all this time researching or speaking to professionals, and it ends up being really hard for us to just get started. So we are trying to give you a framework of what to actually do, what steps to take, how to be proactive, the things that you can do that are simple and will actually move the needle and help you manage your finances. So last week, we talked a lot about how to calculate your net worth and how to look at all of your assets, the things that you own and the liabilities, the things that you owe to figure out what you're worth on paper. If you've been listening to this podcast, you might have already heard me say this, that there are three fundamental finance rules, basic finance rules that underpin pretty much every single thing I talk about can be traced back to one of these rules. And that's save money, so spend less than you make, pay off bad debt or don't get into any bad debt, which is generally consumer debt, and three, invest for the future. The reason I bring that up is because when you put together your net worth and put down pretty much everything in your financial life on a piece of paper, one of the main purposes of that is to help you identify which of these three steps you should focus on. So do you need to save more money? Do you need to pay off debt? Or do you need to invest? Now, underlying all of these three is the elephant in the room, the fact that you need money to save money, you need money to pay off debt, you need money to invest. So the other piece of getting started is going to be the topic of today's episode, which is tracking your expenses and trying to squeeze out savings wherever you can and just becoming a detective when it comes to your spending habits. I try to avoid using the word budgeting because it gets a lot of really bad connotations. People, there's a lot of emotion attached to that word. People think that budgeting is for quote unquote poor people. And I don't say that disparagingly. I say that because there's a lot of there's a lot of weight tied to that word. Those two words. We put a lot of shame and heaviness and thinking that we need to budget can bring up feelings of discomfort and inadequacy and all of these different negative emotions around money, which then makes it a lot harder to get started. You feel bad about it. And that's why I, I try to avoid the word. But really what we should be doing is instead of avoiding it just opening up the conversation around it and talking about it in a way that it doesn't have to be so heavy. And and the truth is that budgeting isn't something that only people who are living paycheck to paycheck do. It's not only for those who don't have tons of money. 
budgeting is something that every single one of us, no matter how much money you make, could benefit from in some way or another. Some people need it a bit more, but it's something that would help every single one of us. And so today I want to talk about a way to budget that doesn't feel restrictive. It doesn't feel as prohibitive to spending. It's not a fun killer. You can still do everything that you want to do. It just helps you give some clarity to your spending habits and to your money and to your finances. And that's tracking your expenses. So to take it a step back, when you think about managing your monthly finances, your day-to-day spending, there's two ways that you can go about it. It can be forward-looking, and that's probably the traditional budget that you've heard about before, where you put a couple of very neat categories. You say rent, food, dining, groceries, car insurance, gas, whatever it is you spend money on. You have these neat little categories. You say, I'm going to spend $100 on food shopping this week, and then you try to stick to that. And then at the end of the month comes, you either A, didn't even end up tracking it, B, you blew through that budget in the first couple of weeks, and then you say, F this, I'm not going to look at it again, and then you try it again six months later. Or you actually do stick to it, but you just feel constricted. Or that works for you, and you're able to set yourself categories, feel good about them, and meet them every month, then go you. You probably don't need a lot of my advice and you're killing it. Okay, so that's one way of budgeting is you set categories, you look forward. The other way that I personally prefer, and I think it works for a lot of people who don't like the concept of budgeting, especially if you have a little bit more money to play with and you're not kind of tracking every single dollar to make sure you buy food every month, that's backward looking budgeting and or expense tracking. And that's when you look at everything you spent after you've spent it. And instead of trying to stick to certain categories, you're basically just looking for patterns. You're trying to analyze your habits. You're trying to figure out where the hell all of your money actually went. That is one of the biggest things I hear from people is you say, I've been trying to save money, but I just don't know where my money is going. And so if you go back and you actually track your expenses, you track your income, you see where things are going, you look at categories that make sense to you in your life now, and those categories can change from month to month. They can change. In fact, they probably will change over the course of the years. In the short term, they tend to be a little bit more steady, but the benefit there is that it just gives you visibility because modern day spending is, we just do so much of it, right? We take out our Apple Pay and our credit card and you have subscriptions and you have automatic payments. And now with this whole buy now, pay later craze, you split up payments on things that you generally wouldn't finance So it's so incredibly easy to lose track of what you're spending money on on a day-to-day basis. And even if you do keep track of it roughly, it's generally, it's going to be small figures that add up and there's too many of them for our minds to keep track of. So modern day spending is way too complex for mental math to keep up with. No matter how good you are at mental math, you're going to forget something. And unless you write it all down and you see how much you're spending, chances are if you were to guess how much you're spending on something, you're going to get it wrong. So 
that's why keeping track on an Excel document or you can use an app, there's the like you need a budget or Mint does a really good job. Even if you just use one bank and all of your spending is going through that bank, they might do it for you. So it just depends how granular you want to get and how much time you want to devote to this. But the point is that you want to take a magnifying glass to your expenses and be a detective so that you can draw conclusions for what you're actually spending money on and see what's going to make the biggest difference. So what ends up happening also is you have this like threshold of spending in your head where if something is below, it might be five, 10, 15, 20, even $50, where if it's below that amount, you kind of purchase it without thinking and you're like, oh, I don't need to think about this. It's below my threshold limit and you just spend it. Whereas if something's a little more, so let's say your threshold is 50 bucks and something costs $75, that is when kind of the thinking cap turns on and you say, ooh, do I really need this? Is it worth it? Should I buy it? But below your threshold amount, you're kind of swiping the credit card constantly. Especially if your threshold amount is a little bit higher. If it's higher than like $20, I'd say the supply, you only need to swipe that credit card five times for you to have hit 100 bucks. And those numbers add up so freaking fast. And I say this from personal experience because I like shopping. I shopped a lot. I've gotten better at it since I've been talking about personal finances more. I feel like I have to hold myself to um, a bit of a higher standard with my own spending. But even, even personally, it's hard. Even when you know the fundamentals, even when you know all the rules, even when you see your spending, it can be hard. But tracking my expenses and going in at the end of the month or sometimes I do it every six weeks and categorize things and see how much it adds up to it's a wake-up call and it really helps you say oh shit that is that's exactly where my money is going it's not necessarily where I thought it was going but I need to be more careful with xyz things or I'm actually not spending as much on coffee and lattes as I thought I was but where it's really impacting my finances is the fact that I'm taking an Uber four times a week or things like that. So it, again, it just it sounds basic, it sounds simple, it sounds tedious, but it's really, really eye-opening. It'll give you a lot of these oh shit moments and help you change your not only see your habits, but change them. And after enough time of doing this, you'll be able to spend something and you'll have categorize things so much and seen what impact they're making that you'll be able to see how big of an impact individual purchases are going to make on your overall spending. So it's just the more you do it, the easier it gets. I want to talk about for a minute how to actually go about doing this in the least painful way. So I've tried so many different things over the past, like, I don't know, 10 years that some have stuck and some haven't at all. For me personally, I don't like using budgeting apps because I find them to be a little too restrictive. I haven't found one that gives me what I need. It really works for some people, but for me personally, it hasn't worked. Some people like to print out their expenses and take a highlighter to them with different categories. So maybe if you're a visual person, you don't really like dealing with numbers. You want to make a creative little fun art project out of it and that will force you to do it. Then knock yourself out. That can work for some people. 
for me personally, I am a little bit Excel obsessed and data obsessed. So I generally start from a blank Excel document. And I've been using this document for the past like four or five years to track all of my expenses and worked out exactly what I need. And quick little plug, I've actually made this document into a template that you can buy on finasana.com to drop your own expenses into it. And it's basically what I've been using for the past five years, and I've really honed it to make it really impactful and useful. So highly recommend checking it out because it, it makes things easy. So what do I do? I download my expenses from my credit card that I'm I pretty much spend exclusively on one credit card. So I only look at that one credit card. The What I spend on other ones ends up being like small amounts. If you're spending on more than one, then you download both of your statements. You drop them, export it into Excel, drop it into this template, and then set categories for what's going on in your life right now. So my biggest categories are rent, dining out, drinking, and eating. So I divide that into like, I have it as groceries, pubs, dinners, and then coffee and shopping, transport, but everything else exercise ends up being not that big. I mean, it's impactful, especially if you categorize something as other and then your miscellaneous category is like 400 bucks. It's like, okay, where did that come from? So it's important to, to categorize so that you know where your money's going. So then I go through the spreadsheet, I filter the expenses based on what I spend more money on to make my life easier. So my local coffee shop is called Caffeine. I spend so much money there every day almost. So first thing I do, I'll filter by Caffeine and then coffee, 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 unfilter, do it again. Go through each of these and make sure that I give things a label. Same thing with the grocery stores that I shop at or any recurring subscriptions that I know I have. And then everything else auto-populates so that I can go to these cute little graphs and it'll ring flashing lights and say, what's up with dining this month? Like it's way higher or or maybe lower, probably not, but especially not during summer. But it's super simple. And I went through all of this because I really want to – I really want to harp on the fact that it doesn't have to be complicated and seeing your expenses is just a way to empower yourself with more information to make better decisions. Financial planning doesn't have to be this crazy complex tax structuring and estate planning. It can be as simple as tracking your expenses and looking at your graphs and vowing to do better next month. And it's okay if you didn't hit your goals. The point is that you know that you didn't hit your goals and you know what kept you from perhaps reaching the number that you wanted to be at. Having a budget, having an expense tracker is all about empowering yourself with more information that allows you to make better financial decisions, which can prepare you for the future and help you give every dollar spent a home. So if you know where your spending is going, you can control where you want it to go and you can allocate specific money to the things that you actually want to spend your money on that are actually going to make you happy and that you're not going to forget about in a week's or two weeks or maybe a month's time. Last little thing that I'll say in regards to tracking your expenses and budgeting and looking at your finances because I know it sounds tedious for some people. It doesn't have to be. Last time I did this last month, I timed myself. It literally took me 15 minutes and 
this is because I've been doing it for a while. So I've fallen into like a good little rhythm. But if you do it for long enough, the first time might be a little bit longer to like get yourself comfortable with whatever method you want to use. But then it'll just get easier and easier and easier like everything. And I wrote a blog post about this, but I'm going to mention it here. We focus on reporting for companies so much. So the companies that we work at, if our boss asks us to put together a report on what happened, we have to put together a budget. We have to put together an analysis. We have to track and measure everything. You've heard what gets measured gets managed. We do this with such focus and such intensity for the companies that we work for, but then we don't do it for ourselves. We should maybe flip that script, do it for ourselves and take the same approach that we do with our bosses and our companies and set yourself little deadlines. Put a calendar invite in your own calendar once every month or maybe once every three months. That's your quarterly money date with yourself so that you can get on track. So homework for you for today from this episode and last episode either buy our expense tracker on Finasana, open up a blank Excel spreadsheet and do it yourself or pull out a notebook and a piece of paper, write down all of your assets, all your liabilities and calculate your net worth. Then I want you to download your expenses from the past two months. If you can bear it, do longer, the longer you have, the more information you have, but start with two months for now and just go through, track them into, I don't know, five categories and see if it's in line with what you thought. See if you're surprised. See what happens and let me know. So that wraps up the where to get started, which also kind of goes into the first rule that we talked about on these three rules that I bring up all the time, which is saving more money and squeezing out savings from your spending. So we talked about investing a couple weeks ago too and where to get started. So naturally, next week, you can probably guess what we're going to talk about, which is strategies for getting out of debt, the difference between good debt, bad debt, and just open up the conversation about this pesky little four-letter word that a lot of us hate so much. So tune back in and we'll chat then. It's been great to have you and let me know if you have any questions, feedback, or thoughts. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Invest Like a Woman. To learn more and continue your journey, visit us on finasana.com, download our app, or follow us on Instagram. I'll see you next time.